Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Thanks for joining me on Special Edition. I'm Paula Dagnan. This week, we'll get the details on the Toys for Tots campaign. We'll find out about the Innovation Challenge geared toward high school students. We'll also hear what they have coming up for Veterans Day at PNC Field in Music. Also coming up, it's a night with the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins, Faith and Family, and we even have some music. Starting us off, though, we're going to talk about Tuesday, the general election. Two races are being closely watched nationally here in Pennsylvania. Bill Johnston Walsh, AARP Pennsylvania State Director, talks about the issues most important to voters that they recently polled. Bill, you're here with us. We're just days away from the general election. Things are really big here in Pennsylvania. What does AARP have to say about all this? Oh, it's been an interesting ride this year, Paula, with regards to our primary and now the general election on November 8th. You know, there's there's been a lot of ups and downs. AARP has been trying our best to educate our members, our 1.8 million members here in the older Pennsylvanians, where to vote, when to vote, how to vote. Um, it's just been a roller coaster ride, you know, with regards to all the, the court, uh, everything that's been happening in the court, the lines for the districts. Do we have mail in ballot? Do we not have mail in ballot? So ARP has really been focused on the education piece. The other piece that we've been focused in on too is letting the candidates know that um, the 50 plus is a strong voting block. We just did, as you know, we did a poll earlier in the year, right after the primary, and we just did one about a week and a half ago now. And 85% of the 50-plus in this poll said they are extremely motivated to vote. And, and we're trying to get that out to the candidates to let them know, don't forget about the 50-plus. You know, that they, um, they know their stuff, they do their research, and they are going to vote. So what are you seeing as far as the polls are concerned? Uh, you know, besides the fact that uh, there's going to be a turnout, and I have a sneaking suspicion I know what, two of the races are that are bringing everybody to the polls. That's exactly right. Those two races, as you know, are the governor's race and the federal Senate race. What we found in our most recent poll compared to what we did back in June is that Attorney General Shapiro has really opened up a lead on uh, State Senator Mastriano by 11 points. It was only about two points, uh, two to three points uh, back in June, and now it's 11 points. Now, the opposite has happened on the federal Senate race. It was about six or seven percentage points back in June in favor of Lieutenant Governor Fetterman. 
Uh, but Dr. Oz has, has really closed that gap. And in our poll, it's only a 2% sway one way or the other, and it's, it's in the margin of error. All right. So now here we are. We're, we're going out to the polls, and there are still a lot of people out there who are probably thinking, you know, there, there are a lot of issues out there, and I'm not sure who's with what. So how can people still find out about that? And are there things out there that, yes, people are going to want to weigh in on? Yes, definitely. With regards to the, the poll, you know, and the information that we have going out there, uh, you know, so we're finding that Social Security, Medicare, the inflation, you know, people's worrying about uh, kitchen table issues that are all in the forefront of how it's impacting them and their families every day. Um, that should come out as no surprise to anyone. Um, but then also there, there are issues, you know, that have popped up because of, because of some of the court battles that have been happening from the U.S. Supreme Court on down to the state court. So um, we're, what we're finding is that 70 percent of our voters um, in Pennsylvania consider uh, Social Security an extremely or very important issue. Same thing with, with Medicare. Um, you know, that, that number of the 50 plus is, is up there as well in, in the in the high 70s, low 80s. So we just want to make sure that people know um, what's at stake, uh, especially for issues that pertain to ARP. ARP, as you as you know, Paula, is nonpartisan. We endorse policies, not people. We don't have a PAC. But it's important for uh, our members in, in the 50-plus and older Pennsylvanians to know that the issues that are going to impact them every day are on the ballot right now, you know, with regards to these candidates. Um, and uh, we do have a... A uh, site um, that that they can go to an ARP dot uh, org votes backslash votes PA is a site that they can they can go to to really look at uh, some of the issues and then also figure out like where do I need to go to vote you know what you know what does it mean um, you know they have until uh, 8 p.m. on on November 8th uh, to to put in their ballot um, so these are kind of the things in our website that we really. Um, are trying to to get people to understand, and then we're also doing a lot. We've we've had a teletown hall, um, you know, across the Commonwealth with the Secretary of State to get these issues out there. Um, we've had roundtables with women, in both in in the suburbs of, of Pittsburgh and Philly, and here in the center part of the state. So there's just a lot going on about getting information out with AARP. And of course, when we're talking about so many of the issues, such as the Medicare and the Social Security, that's not just here in Pennsylvania. So are you also finding that more and more people here in Pennsylvania are starting to look at other states across the country as to what's going on so that they can kind of get a feel for what they're doing and maybe they should get in touch with their legislators here in the Commonwealth in order to say, well, hey, let's all get on board because these states are and go from there. Yeah, there's, there's been a lot of chatter, you know, about what's happening. Um, Pennsylvania is, is, is the keystone, you know, in, in, the, in the U.S. right now. What happens here is going to be pivotal uh, with regards to what's happening across the country um, in our election, especially in our, both our governor's race and our federal Senate race. Um, we, we are constantly hearing from people about how they're affording things. You know, we, on a daily basis, ARP is constantly hearing about, hey, you know, I'm deciding between paying my utilities or paying for my prescription drugs or, you know, or my rent or, or my, my mortgage, my property taxes. You know, these are the kitchen table issues that are really impacting all Pennsylvanians and all Americans. 
you know, especially the over over the age of 50 and older Americans, you know, they're on fixed incomes, as we know, Paula. And, you know, uh, this election cycle is, is really going to show the light on what's going to be happening in the future with Social Security and Medicare. Two strong programs um, that uh, across the country that people, you know, are worried about, is it going to be there for me? Well, I know, Bill, that you and the folks at AARP will be keeping a close eye on everything and every vote that gets counted. And then hopefully not too long afterward, we'll be able to have you back and we can find out exactly what direction now you folks are going to be taking in order to get more information out there. But can you give us one more time the websites that people would be able to go to so that they can see if they have questions about voting and other things that AARP also offers them as well. Sure. So, Paul, the, the, the website is uh, www.aarp.org slash PA vote. That's www.aarp.org slash PA vote. And again, it's, a, it's chock full of information about where, when, how to vote, as well as our issues that are important to, to older Pennsylvanians. Thanks once again to Bill Johnston Walsh, AARP Pennsylvania's state director, talking about the upcoming general election. And of course, you can find out more by going to aarp.org. The day after Election Day is going to be a big day for veterans at PNC Field in Music. Jennifer Spittler, Regional Program Outreach Coordinator, NEPA Region, Pennsylvania Department of Military and Veterans Affairs, has your invitation to the day that is going to be geared toward veterans and safety. Jennifer, welcome. And we're getting ready for Veterans Day. And you, not well, you and a whole group of other people have something big coming on November 9th. What is it? So thanks for having me on, Paula. Um, Yes. So with the Pennsylvania Department of Military and Veterans Affairs, we're partnering with uh, the Wilkes-Barre VA Medical Center, and we'll be hosting an outdoor event at PNC Field on November 9th from 11 to 2 p.m their 30th annual challenge summit. So challenge, not spelled exactly the same way as an acronym. Community, homelessness, uh, assessment, local education, and networking groups. Thanks, Paula. On November 9th, um, from 11 to 2 p.m., uh, we're hosting um, the 30th annual challenge summit at PNC Field in Music. Um, so the theme this year is keeping calm and fire safety on. Now, the reason that the group chose this title, uh, for those that don't know, the VA Medical Center in Wilkes-Barre saw a, a huge increase in, unfortunately, veterans that experienced um, entire uh, house fires that where many veterans and their families lost everything. So because of that, you know, we wanted to look at offering veterans and their families not only educational information on how to better protect your family, having a safety plan, having, you know, items in the home so they'll be able to get some of those those items that they need for them, such as a free smoke detector, a fire extinguisher, a carbon monoxide detector. So they'll be able to see some demonstrations, get some good information on how to prepare and in case there is a fire in the home. Um, so hopefully not only possibly lose everything, especially loved ones, but be, be prepared for that, especially as we get into the winter when they do unfortunately increase. Exactly, because everybody's turning on furnaces and fireplaces yep. and all those kind of things can, can potentially be a bad thing if it doesn't work right. So this is all going to be happening at PNC Field. And 
Who can actually attend now that you're telling everybody about it? And how would they go about getting in touch with who they need to? It is open to every um, veteran and their family members there. There's no pre-registration. You can just come during the, that time. They can call the number provided to if they want to to register beforehand. But there will be there on site. Um, everything is as supplies last. So I would say come early. Um, it is 11 to 2. Uh, also to mention that um, Mission Barbecue will also be there they will have vouchers for their Veterans Day, free Veterans Day lunch. So veterans will be able to partake um, while supplies last of those vouchers. Another vendor I wanted to mention that's going to be there is the Bread Basket of NEPA. They are one of the only specific military food share programs in Scranton. They provide meals for over 35 families every single week for veterans in the Scranton area. And um, they will take some some single-serving items, um, non-perishable items, fruit cups. I know um, we mentioned that we're very good. We have a lot of veterans that do live alone. So having those single-serving items of having them there would be always preferred. So I did want to mention that, that they will be accepting those donations there if people did want to bring some non-perishable food items for them to provide for those uh, veterans and their families in need, especially during this holiday season. When we're also talking about the Veterans Day holiday coming up, are there any other things that maybe folks can get involved with in order to honor veterans? So there are so many. This is I'd say Memorial Day is a very busy time of year, but this is probably equally, if not even busier time of year. Um, so there's there's a lot of different events to recognize veterans parades um, that'll be happening actually starting this coming weekend. And so to kind of look at what's happening in your local county and your local community, um, you can visit the uh, Pennsylvania Department's Military and Veterans Affairs website. On there, there's what's called the Veteran Registry, and that has a digest of all of the events of everything happening throughout the Commonwealth. So not just in Northeast PA, if you're visiting family down um, outside of Philly, or if you're heading out out west to the Pittsburgh area, there's um, events happening all over. To kind of look at any of those events, you would go on to www.dmva.pa.gov. Um, and on there, you will just click on the Veteran Registry, and you will um, be able to find all of the events happening throughout um, every county in the Commonwealth. And I know in the past, we've talked to you about so many different programs and so many different outreaches. Is there also available on that website? Because I get a lot of people who say, you know, I've heard Jennifer talk and I'd really like to be able to help. Is there anything on there that also for volunteering? No, actually, we haven't done that, but you could you can always reach out to us um, if you there's a there's a, a main 800 number. And actually, you can reach me or my counterparts that cover different parts of the state. We get asked fairly regularly from individuals how to volunteer and participate with um, local veteran serving nonprofit organizations. Uh, we work with many of them throughout each of the regions across the state, and we'd be happy to connect you with the folks and, you know, depending on your skill set or what you want to do. Many, if not all of our veteran organizations are small teams that are working nine times out of 10 without pay. They're working um, 24-7, so they could always use certainly um, some more help for sure. So I would say certainly go on to the website and there is a way to connect with us 
there's an email address on there. If you would just go on to www.dmva.pa.gov, on the bottom of that page, you'll find all of our contact information on how to reach us. And I'm going to turn the microphone over to you now, Jennifer. You can give us the where and the when and the invitation for what's coming up at PNC Field. So on November 9th from 11 to 2 p.m. at PNC Field, we'll be hosting the 30th Annual Challenge Summit along with the Wilkes-Barre VA Medical Center. Uh, The theme this year is Keep Calm and Fire Safety On. We'll be providing fire safety education to veterans and their families throughout that day. During that event, we'll have free smoke detectors, fire extinguishers, and carbon monoxide detectors while supplies last. Thanks once again to Jennifer Spittler, Regional Program Outreach Coordinator in EPA Region of the Pennsylvania Department of Military and Veterans Affairs. That big day coming up on Wednesday at PNC Field in Music. And of course, if you would like to find out more, you can go to dmva.pa.gov and they will have information there on not only this program, but others happening for Veterans Day all across the state. Now, don't go away. When we come back, we're going to get set for a big night with the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. It's Faith and Family Night on Special Edition. Welcome back to Special Edition. Now we're going to introduce you to Stephen Perillo. He and the Northeast Pennsylvania Praise Band are going to be part of the upcoming Faith and Family Night with the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. It's on Saturday, November 12th. There's going to be music and all kinds of other surprises, but I'll let Stephen tell you about those. Stephen, welcome. Nice to have you here. And I understand that you are going to be out and about. And now you're going to be with the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins, but I'm guessing that they're not using you as part of their on-the-ice lineup this evening. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, I don't want to be bouncing around. So what are you going to be doing at the Mohegan Sun Arena? And uh, what's the date? What's the time? This is going to be a great night. It's going to be on November 12th. Uh, the game will start at 6.05. We are going to be forming a full concert at 4.45 to 5.30. And then they're going to have the warm-ups. And then during the first half, our band will be doing a original song. Wow. Well, tell us about the NEPA Praise Band. Praise Band has been around. Uh, I've been around for about. 40 some years and we formed the band that um, goes around to help churches and organizations out when they have events uh, right now with all the stuff happening in the world. We want people to know that, you know, there's they're somebody out there that cares. Well, it is going to be a great night. Faith and families night at, yes. at the, now that's really something where they're having you there and you're going to be doing music. And from what I understand, there's all kinds of things going on that evening. So can you tell us a little bit about your part of it? My part of it is basically we're, we're bringing awareness that there is a big Christian movement, especially with music. And the Penguins are adapting into this. We did this for many years uh, before the COVID. Unfortunately, we had to bring it back, uh, take it down a little bit. And now we're bringing it back into play. And uh, Kobe and me got together and we made up uh, a pretty good price. Price is $20 a ticket, which will help, you know, defer the cost for a family because normal tickets are a lot more than that. So hopefully we can get more families to come out and to enjoy the, the Penguins as well as enjoying the Christian music that is in the area. 
And I think a lot of people may be hearing about this for the first time because just like you said, COVID came in and um, so many things were changed around. So give us a little bit of what's going to happen as far as your band is concerned, because you said something about an original song. Yes, we are going to be doing actually uh, 90% of the music we're doing is all original. my own music my band also writes so we're going to be doing nine songs that are original and probably about three covers but uh the original music we are actually be doing another cd hopefully coming out our christmas cd hit right <laughs> december of covid unfortunately i put my my cd out there and the baby boy child song which i was on your show a couple of years ago made it national so we're just hoping that you know our music can reach a lot of people. He was born in a lonely star. Among the animals, there was love. Among the animals, there was love. Hope you can see. Again, we don't charge 90% of the time. We just ask for a donation for gas, uh, especially with the prices of it right now. But our goal is to help organizations, churches, whoever put inspiration out there. Our music is driven by positivity, and we love to let people hear the good words and stuff that can make them smile and, and laugh and have a good time. Well, it's certainly going to be, again, like I said, a, a great evening at the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins game. And you mentioned Colby, who is their group yes. sales account executive. And all the information that goes with all that includes the fact that the, as you said, the tickets are $20. Groups of 25 plus, you get a post-game picture on the ice. And for 50 plus, there's an autographed puck. And for 100 plus, an autographed stick. So I think you you need to be in there too, Stephen. You should be giving out your autographed CDs. We are going to actually literally burn some CDs and just give them out for free. So that's going to, you know, have people willing to have a CD or something. So we're not going to sell it. It's going to be a burn CD so they can have that take home with them as a gift. We have the gift and the duty to serve those who need help, don't you see? All gifts are different, and so are the needs of lives that we touch, you and me. Our God-given freedom has given us power with rights 
great wealth and country the helpless and homeless could easily be us it's just fate don't you see Uh, so if you stop by the band area, we'll be glad to give you them to you. So I'm guessing that there are still plenty of tickets available for the event that is coming up on November 12th. And I'm just going to allow you to do it because you're the guy. You're with all the music and all the great positive thinking. So we want a lot of people to get out, hear you, meet the NEPA praise band. So tell us again the where, the when, and all the details so that everybody will know what's happening November 12th. As you said, it's on November 12th. We will be doing a concert at 445 to 530. Uh, Right before they get on the ice and then doing a separate song after the first break. And then you, uh, tickets are $20 a ticket. It is in the red zone seating, the lower level. Uh, there are food vouchers for additional $4, which is including the hot dog, chips, and a drink. Uh, you can call Kobe at 570-970-3605. And mention my name, Steve Perillo, and uh, he'll put you on that list, and we'll get you the tickets out there. Uh, don't be afraid to ask him for group rates because he has them for you. And he can tell you all the different things that you can win as well as you said. Okay. Anything else that I've left out, Stephen, that you want to mention for this one? Sure. We're going to be coming back on your show. At, uh, the Christmas show coming up. Uh, we do three of them a year. And everything we do in a Christmas show, again, we do not charge. We're, we're asking for a mission is to bring canned goods uh, for the food bank. Because right now the need for the food is really, really uh, needed out there. We want to help the local food banks. So that's what we're doing at, uh, to help out. There'll be one at Tunkhannock, there'll be one at Mountaintop, and there's one in Wilkes-Barre. And we can talk about that when I come back from the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. We will do that. So thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Paula, for having me. Thanks once again to Stephen Perillo for joining me today and bringing along the music of the Northeast PA Praise Band. Mark the calendar, Saturday, November 12th, the Faith and Family Night with the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. Don't go away. What's an innovation challenge and high school students have in common? We'll tell you and find out about Toys for Tots on Special Edition. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. We'll meet the Marine who's in charge of Toys for Tots in our area this year and 
We're going to find out if there are any high school students out there who are up to the PennDOT Innovation Challenge. Here's Jessica Ruddy with PennDOT District 4. Jessica, let's talk about this PennDOT Innovations Challenge. Now, what exactly does the commercial trucks, I'm not getting it here. What we're seeing is that there's a shortage of commercial truck parking along major interstate corridors in Pennsylvania. And so we're looking for a way to get these trucks off of the interstate. Whether, you know, they can go to rest areas and welcome centers, but there is a shortage. So we're looking for high school students from grades 9 through 12 to help us come up with a way to to get these trucks off of the roadway, an alternate place for them to park. Now, that's an interesting concept. So what exactly are you hoping that these young people can do that might be able to help you out? Well, you know, we have areas that are designated within our district, Interstate 81, Interstate 80, 380, where we're seeing this increase of truck parking on the side of the highway. So students, it's a really good challenge because I think it will encompass land acquisition, um, dealing with the local boroughs and townships on what their ordinances are for parking, uh, logistics as far as making sure that there are the parking spaces are long enough for the for the tractor trailer. So this is actually a very interesting project for the students. That means that they're going to have to go and actually talk to some of these folks and say, I see this and here's what I'm doing. That like opening up communication. Exactly. They are going to have to do their due diligence. It's like they would if they were out there in the private sector coming up with a Uh, a new innovative way to do this project. All right. So besides talking to people, are you also going to have them draw or show the area somehow? Absolutely. We would encourage them to do a PowerPoint presentation, maybe have some graphics. They will do a presentation for the PennDOT offices and uh, they will be competing against other high schools. There is a cash prize at the end of this and total of $4,000 in prizes to the schools who do win the competition. Now, can there be more than one student or student group from each school? It will encompass an entire group of students. It could be as many as three or four. It can be up to 10. And they'll also have to have an advisor or a teacher involved. All right. Now, if there are people who are listening and they're saying, I'm a teacher, I'm a parent, I'm a student, I think I'd like to find out more about this. How can they go about doing that? I would encourage them to Google PennDOT Innovations Challenge and they'll be able to access all of the information right there on the page. And as far as just getting the word out now about it, is there a deadline that they're going to have to meet? Yes, actually, the project will need to be completed by the end of January, January 27th to be specific. So they do have some time to work on this project. And when we're talking about it coming down to the wire, who is going to and how are they going to decide who would be giving them the, are there going to be more than one best idea that then they'll actually go to real engineers that they'll take a look at? Absolutely. They will start with a presentation to District 4 for our district in specifically. Um, And then we will choose the winner for our district and then they'll move on to the statewide competition and they will be decided in sometime in the spring. So actually the ones in our area are going to be looking at most of the facilities available here in Northeast Pennsylvania? Correct. 
And then the other folks are going to be joining in theirs as well. So is there a possibility that if our area happens to come out as the one on top, would that also be able to be transferred to Center County or Lebanon County or someplace else in the Commonwealth? Absolutely. This idea, it's not just a project. If this project gets to the statewide level, and they feel that it's a good idea and that they can implement it statewide, it could absolutely be implemented. Wow, that's something for a high school student. Well, Jessica, one more time, give us all the information so that people can understand exactly what they're looking for and get their teams together and go in EPA. Right, grades, uh, students in grades 9 through 12, you can Google Innovations Challenge PennDOT. You'll be able to find all of the information that you need there. And the deadline to submit is January 27th. Now, we have other things we want to talk about as well. Winter is on its way. That means PennDOT is getting ready and have been getting ready. Have you reached the number of people that you're looking for to do winter maintenance and winter plowing? We are still hiring. So if you're out there and you have a CDL or you're looking for a position for the winter Um, definitely go on employment.pa.gov and search for PennDOT. We definitely have positions open, and we'd love to hear from you. Um, We are preparing for winter. We've been preparing since last winter ended, and um, we're looking at temperatures dropping probably towards the third to fourth week of November. So we do encourage people to prepare for the winter season. And what are things that we can do in order to help PennDOT and the drivers and the other folks who have to deal with the winter stuff, even the Postal Service, in order to help during this upcoming winter season? Right. Well, we always encourage the motorists to check out 511PA.com. Get yourself familiar with it even before the season starts. You can see where the, the, the cameras are. You can see what the roads look like before you head out. You can, there's a lot of things on there, a wealth of information. We definitely encourage people to go on 511PA.com, but also making sure that your vehicle is ready for the winter. Make sure that you put your snow tires on. Make sure that your windshield wipers work and that they don't streak. Making sure that you have an emergency kit in your car in the case of your car becoming disabled during a snow event. And when we're also talking about being in outdoors and we're thinking about having snow, I know one of the things that we always talk about is not throwing it into the street. Absolutely. The best way to uh, shovel your sidewalks is to shovel it to the right-hand side because when you think about it, the snow trucks are coming down our street and they're pushing the snow into the curb. So what they're going to do is push it over towards the right and toward the end of your driveway. So when you're shoveling the snow, if you put it on the left, all you're doing is causing more work for yourself. So make sure to push it over to the the right-hand side. And, of course, one of the other things, too, you mentioned as far as cleaning things up, that also means cleaning off your car and the top of your vehicle. Absolutely. That's a law in Pennsylvania that you need to make sure all of the snow and ice is off of your car before you hit the roadways. And I also found out that... PennDOT is urging homeowners to start winterizing their mailboxes. But again, I can understand why, because sometimes they're in the road of the plow and you might not see them. Right. Especially at night, you might not see them. So probably putting a reflector on your mailbox, making sure the area around it is clean and that it's not covered in snow. That would definitely help our drivers. And one of the other things, too, is I know recently you had the folks from PennDOT all getting together and saying 
that you had another successful construction season. We did. We had uh, about $600 million in projects going on this season. Um, Notably in Lackawanna County, Twin Bridges is our biggest project by far. $113 million project won't be completed until 2026, but we were able to open part of the Interstate 84 new bridge going eastbound. So we're really excited about that. Visit the PennDOT District 4 website for more information. Thank you, Jessica. Next, we're going to meet Marine Corps Sergeant Salvatore Deli. He has the details on this year's Toys for Tots campaign that's already underway. Toys for Tots, we are running for uh, the Marine Corps uh, in Wyoming, PA. We have seven different locations as of currently, uh, all the way up to Tioga, Bradford, Lejeune, Wyoming, Sullivan, uh, and pretty much everything in between. Um, And we're running our campaign officially started October 1. Uh, and will last until December 24th, will, which be our last day to provide toys to needing families that need a little bit of support so their children can wake up in the morning on that beautiful, wonderful day of Christmas so they can have a toy to open. I have 19 Marines out of MWS 472 Get Alpha here in Wyoming who are now, as of about two minutes ago, launching out uh, my trucks to go drop off uh, drop site boxes, uh, which many, many uh, businesses have already provided the opportunity to allow us to drop off the boxes. Uh, and the drop site is just a, a box there at their location. People can go out there instead of come on all, all the way out here if they, if they can't uh, and just drop off the toys there. And then my Marines and or volunteers will go out and pick them up uh, when they're full. And either take the boxes or leave the boxes so they can uh, be refilled again. We're really happy. Um, as of right now, we've already done three events, uh, and the season just kicked off. And we did three events just last month, uh, which was amazing. Uh, from the community, they reached out and said, "Hey, I know you're not starting yet, but would you be willing?" Um, and I have my Marines, and they're like, "Yes." Um, so the Marines got in dress blue and went out, did the events, uh, received a lot of toys. They, uh, they were able to provide a lot of uh, stuff, uh, bears and teddy bears and um, penguins or just stuffed animals, uh, which was phenomenal. Um, we're currently going to have about three more events just this month um, out in Wilkes Bar, uh, doing a couple trunk or treats. So we'll bring out our big green truck, um, decorate them a little bit, and uh, we'll be out of NEPA MMEA. Um, facility uh, where they do all the training. Um, and then we'll be doing one that we did last year again um, at, for the for the firehouses. Um, instead of doing one, uh, they decided to do a split. So they'll have two running almost at the same time. And then we'll be at both locations helping them out. And is so it... Is there a cutoff time for people who may be hearing this for maybe the first time and they're saying, oh, I'd like to have, I'd like to be a drop-off location. How do they go about doing that? So for the drop-off locations, as of right now, what we have done is I've opened up the website, uh, wyomingtaxpa at toysfortops.org. They can go in there, click under get involved uh, and become a drop site uh, or request to become a drop site. 
once I get that in my system, I will give my Marines, I will put them on a docket as long as they're in those counties. And then we will take that. And as quickly as possible, we will launch that. Uh, we will launch those boxes out. So the, the cutoff for that will actually be uh, probably the second week of December. Um, and that's going to be as a understanding with the business. Hey, look, I understand you want to do a drop off, but we got to get toys quickly. So you do it for about a week um, and then we roll them back. So our, our latest time that we're going to accept um, businesses become a drop site will probably be the first or second week of December. But this is all dedicated on how many Marines or how many drop sites I have currently. And along the same lines, when we're talking about dropping things off, what is it that you're looking for? Anything in particular? Ages? Types? Give us an idea. We we collect everything from zero to three and then um, all the way up to the ages of 13, uh, boys and girls. Um, What we are requesting to only receive will be new and unwrapped toys. Um, so we can account for them, separate them at our warehouse, uh, that's in Wilkes Bar, um, and then turn those around and launch those right back out to the families as quickly as possible. So if we have to unwrap toys or if they're, they're just worn and battered, um, unfortunately, we will not be able to provide those. Um, so we're just asking for uh, new and unused toys. Uh, we also take uh, monetary donations. Um, and you can do that uh, via the uh, the website, again, wyoming.toysforcops.org or you can go in and give me a call um, which everybody will have my number, 570-392-9466 and that is my cell phone number. You can call, text, email um, does not matter to me. I have that phone on me at all times and I do take calls uh, constantly, all day, every day. Um, and if there's any questions, I am happy to help. Um, most of our information will be on the website. And your Facebook page, which is, and my, yeah, which is my face, which is also my Facebook page. Uh, thank you for reminding me. Oh, I'm looking uh, right which, at it. <laughs> which will be, uh, if you go into your Facebook, you go in and search, uh, type in Wyoming PA Marine Toys for Tots. Um, and my page uh, will pop up, um, and you can message us through there, drop a post. Um, please tag us. Please follow us. I drop as much information as we can there um, to include our, web, our .org website um, so people know where Toys for Tots will be. Um, and more than likely, most of my Marines, um, when we do events, we will be in just blue, so we're going to be the guys looking really good, and girls. Um, Looking really good at the event. Um, so if you want, feel free to come up and talk to us. We are more more than happy to help out. If they don't have the answers, they know how to reach me, and I can get to the answer uh, within minutes. And when we're also talking about donations, how do families or single families, group families, how do they get together to get in touch with you and say, this is kind of what we're looking for. We'd like to get on your list. Is there still time to do that? Yes, ma'am. So if single families, as of right now, would like to get on the list, uh, we first 
uh, respectfully ask them to get with a nonprofit organization near them, uh, Salvation Army churches or anything else, the Salvation Army, they can go on my website. Uh, when you click on get involved and become an agency, um, there's going to actually be a list on the bottom of that uh, webpage, and it's going to tell you every place that I've approved already uh, via their 501c3 form. So if a nonprofit agency does not send me their 501c3 form, which dedicate them as a nonprofit organization from the IRS, um, they will be um, accepting families um, as of right now. What I have done for the past two years is work through the nonprofit organizations first uh, because they have been well-established in those communities um, and the families know um, or now know that they can go through them first. Um, but if they are unable to do that, there's no worries. December 17th through the 23rd, um, they can sign up. Um, I will give them a call or my associate, uh, Corporal Jason Dombrowski, um, will assist you in ensuring that you get a toy. Uh, we do prefer, if at all possible, to, to pick them up. Um, I will not disclose the location now for security reasons, um, but they can pick it up in Wilkes Bar area. Um, but if they can't drive or whatever the case may be, we can take care of that. Um, I do, I still will have volunteers that are more than willing to grab the toys and bring them out to uh, the said family that, that needs some help. We'll do it discreetly. Uh, we'll, we'll show up uh, with a couple bags, um, ensure the, um, the kids are away either in their rooms or whatever the case may be. Um, that way it's a little discretion for the families. Um, we'll, we'll try to do it very quickly and out. Uh, my Marines and volunteers will be in civilian clothes. Um, that way it stays uh, discreet. Um, that way there's no, uh, assumptions happening um, because sometimes a lot of families uh, don't want to ask for help and uh, thankfully they were they they had the courage to reach out and say hey I need a little bit of help for my family um, and that's what we do that's that's why we are here uh, we are here to help the family uh, myself personally uh, I grew up a little bit on Toys for Tots when I was younger so I know exactly how it feels um, and now being a father of two uh, it, it's, a, it's an amazing feeling to being able to know that there are organizations out there that will come out and help um, as much as humanly possible. And now it's the 75th anniversary? Wow. Yes, ma yes ma'am. We started uh, 1947 um, by actually a wife. Um, a lot of people think it's Bill Hendricks that kicked it all off. Well, he was for the Marine Corps, but his wife was the one. Um, she made a couple of handcrafted dolls and asked Bill to deliver them um, to to agencies for for children. Um, and uh, Bill Hendricks or Major Bill Hendricks at the time was like, "Well, I don't know." And the wife was like, "No, you're you're going to do this." Um, and then. Major Hendricks was like, okay, this, this was a great idea. Um, he took his Marines. Uh, they were able to go out to the community, give them the toys. Um, and Diane was like, okay, now, now let's do this every year. Let's make this big. Um, so they, they actually did. They, they went up to headquarters Marine Corps and said, hey, we need to start this program. It's going to start off really small um, in L.A., 
uh, distri- uh, distribution of 5,000 toys in 1947, and then everything kicked off. In 1948, one year later, um, the commandant of the Marine Corps was like, we're making this at a we're making this happen every year. This is what we're doing. This is Marines toys for Todd. Um, so as of right now, as of several years ago, I should say, sorry. Um, it was just Marine Corps that were doing it. Um, I went to the, uh, coordinator conference, uh, last month and I started to see a couple of air force, um, personnel active duty come in and say, Hey, I'm a coordinator now. And, Looking at them, well, your Air Force. Well, we branded out. We, we branched out. Uh, we're now having the Air Force jump in, but still under the name of Marine Corps Reserve Toys for Tots. So as, as time goes on, we're going to be hearing changes, but the mission always remains the same. And is there yeah. is there anything that we haven't mentioned that you would like to get out to our listeners or re-mention? And of course, once again, the website, the Facebook page. I've been sitting here going through those while we've been talking and so much great information. Yes. Uh, last year, uh, we did 2,000, roughly 2,000 more children, uh, more families uh, that we were able to distribute. Um, the year prior, we did 14,000 kids. Last year, my first year, we did 16,000 kids um, across the seven counties. Um, and then we just, we distributed uh, 24,000 uh, toys just out of my um, just out of my area, which is amazing. Um, so again, if you want to become a drop site for a business, go to our website. If you would like to sign up as a nonprofit organization um, with a 501c3, that is a mandatory requirement. Um, our website has it. If you want to donate? Our website has it. Um, and just helping kids across uh, our, our our locations that, that we control um, is amazing. Um, and again, this is, I'm not just one Toys for Tops campaign. There's over 280 campaigns across the nation uh, that are all doing it simultaneously. We've all kicked off October 1, trying to make sure there's an impact for our kids. It's uh, waking up looking at your, your, your child to be able to receive a toy um, is, is the best feeling in the world. Thanks for listening to Special Edition, a weekly look at the issues in the news and the personalities shaping the stories. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.